Hello and welcome to Bitches With Beards. On today's episode, I explain why it's as if we never said goodbye. Spoiler, because this is the first episode. And I ask, does the winner truly take it all? We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, then I guess we better get on with the episode. Hi, Max. Hello, Daniel. Oh, love. love. Here we are, first episode. Again, in, again, in, again. again. <laughs> this doesn't happen overnight, yet maybe could happen within the same week. I mean, deja vu, are we to say. Ugh. It's like Groundhog's Day, except each episode gets better and better and better. Maybe you'll hear it, listeners. Maybe, maybe not. not. <laughs> so, how are you this week, dear? Or how has your week been? Mm. Oh, um, well, February's here. The new year, you know, I think that gay new year basically now is the 1st of February because we are starting everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in that sort of shell shock mode of it, you know, we're not quite there yet. It is, um, it's a Thursday. We record on a Thursday. It is uh, a Thursday. Thursday. Um, I'm having a glass of wine, which completely breaks the not before Friday rule. But I'm still committed to my new year's resolutions. Yeah, I'm still sort of following mine. Not taking a lot of meats. Well, there you go. Or any meat at all, actually. No, but, um, no, so that is my, my lovely, my week has been rather good. I feel like it's, I'm embracing a new year. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. excited. And and what about you? Uh, well, you know, this is an interesting week for me. Uh, well, actually, not interesting week for me, so to say. But in D.C., because it is the Super Bowl politics this week, it was the State of the Union Address, which... For everyone who lives in D.C. means that you can go nowhere on a Tuesday night downtown whatsoever. Um, so that was just lovely. Um, I, my phone decided to die this week, so that was great. That was that was just creme de la creme moment right there. It decided to die on State of the Union night. So, you know. That must have been lovely. I mean, I avoided State of the Union. I don't. I. It's hard because the Hubs was out and he was um, he hit a bar up for it and had a, a good time. Um I, what did I do? Oh, um, I went to the cinema um, and then I decided to do some cooking. But I don't know, uh, I'm a Brit, um, as you can probably tell. And, you know, we have a lot of pageantry, but Mm. State of the Union is pageantry in excess. Well, it really is. And honestly, if I'm going to do State of the Union, I'm going to read the transcript the next day. I'm going to get the, you know, takes and that's going to be it. I'm not going to watch it for an hour and a half. I just don't do that. That, Yeah. That's not my speed. No, no, no. No, I, I, and you know, I I said again, I I watched British Parliament and the heckling there, but I just don't want to see certain people heckle. No. They have no right to do that. It's just, it's just not my style. Not my taste. Don't do it. Um, sounded like you know a lot of people got a lot out of it a lot of conversations occurring afterwards i will any be resolutions i don't think there will be and will we have conversations about it no 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 no, neither of us really want to touch politics on a national level um mainly for for the fact we just don't want to talk about it and we kind of like our jobs we um, love our our jobs. jobs So we, um, best not. But no, that's been a week I feel State of the mm. Union really is the way to start. It's the Super Bowl of DC. Yeah. Um, we have the Super Bowl coming up 
this Sunday. Yes, yes, Which yes. my inner housewife is loving the idea of because I've got a couple of ideas for food. I'm going to do my cornbread chili again and Ooh. hope it cooks this time because it did not cook last time. But it was still good last time whenever you made it. It did, but oh, it was just chaotic. Now it's time for the week in review. What were you able to achieve because you don't have kids, Daniel? Well, let me tell you. Um, what I was able to achieve... Oh, I am reminded by the wonderful comedian Kathy Burke in her interview stating how much she loves money <laughs> and why she wouldn't want to have kids because she likes her own money. I want to spend my money on fucking other people. Right, <laughs> I can spend it on me. Um, because, like I was saying earlier, my phone broke, so guess what I was able to do? I was able to not worry about anyone with braces or needing to go to a ballet lesson, and I went and got my own phone. And I said, thank you very much, and said, I'm going to spoil myself, there we go, there we go. And it was, you know, it was a wonderful thing, because I was able to do that without having kids. I was also, do you know what I was also able to do? Before the phone died. I'm wondering now. I was able to reconnect with a Chilean... Um, minor? No, not a Chilean minor. I was able to uh, reconnect with a Chilean reporter who I hooked up with about five years ago. It was great. We were supposed to hook up again State of the Union night, but that didn't happen because my phone died, and it was State of the Union. So, there you go. So then I, I usually ask you, you know, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, you know, obviously you're single. Oh, oh I'm single, right? I'm mingle, single. But I love me. me but I me. love myself. So how is, though, since you I have hooked up with a Chilean minor, because obviously captive audience. <laughs> yes. It is the, you know, the... Um, the new, the new, new um, baby Jessica. Yes. Um, no, so, aside from Chile and Maya, how has dating been for you this week? Well, dating for me this week, uh, the pool of five individuals that were discussed on the first episode that shall never see the light of day has been whittled down to one. And then a former fling from this fall has reintroduced themselves. So we're back up to two. So it's been a very fun week. It's sort of been a yo-yo of like, you know, purge and go, purge and go, essentially. So a paddling pool and a fling from fall have, have, have <laughs> given you your dating life. Exactly. <laughs> I really cannot wait to find out what happens. Not in a, ooh, this will be fun. You know, I sort of can't wait to find out what happens myself because I have a feeling by next week it's going to be a whole new rotation of individuals. That's just, it's how it goes. Yeah, I kind of feel you have a dating life similar to Cher's wardrobe in Clueless. Yeah, it's just, you know... Except you're only picking tops. Right. <laughs> I match everything, don't worry. It's just, it's a situation to where I'm a Gemini and I just get bored occasionally. Like, you know, you're good for the sex, but you can't talk to me about anything intelligent. Oh, darn. I love the fact you say that you're a Gemini and you get bored easily. I think there's a reasonably good excuse under every horoscope that you can get done with. Oh, it's true. It's just me being me. I'm just picky. And... Who are you looking for, though, out of horoscope star signs? Uh... So I've been told to either go with a Cancer, another Gemini, or a Taurus, actually. The Hubs and I are both Tauruses, so... Uh, but I can tell you, it's not, it's not you. It is not you. <laughs> we are friends, dear. <laughs> so I will say, speaking of the Hubs, what is the Hubs up to? Um, the Hubs is working tonight, which is why it's quite... He's been bu- he's been busy. He did have... Um, well, we you know he had State of the Union. Um, our life has been uh, politically light this week, but we have been continue to indulge in the uh, real house, real friends of WeHo. Um, we are not reality TV fans. Oh. We each have a we like a bit of RuPaul and he loves a bit of Holders. But we are not real housewives people. Mm. Um, and this show is particularly painful. Um, yeah, for some reason we enjoy watching it. 
mainly because I really like seeing Jonathan Bennett talk down at his husband and pretend like it's for the best of the marriage. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there was a real cringeworthy scene there. What it's a bit like if the husband had said to me, "But you can't go out as well because who's going to cook dinner?" My response being, "Why don't you cook dinner?" <laughs> That's not something the husband has said. But if he had said that, I was there was a situation like this. I'm like, this is not healthy. <laughs> this and is- there's one character that's particularly frustrating. It seems to have a high sense of himself. You know, sadly, a lot of gays do. I don't think that's just, you know, germane to the real friends of WeHo, so, you know. But aside for that, no, we are we are ticking along. I think, you know, last night he got, um, he had the, he was inflicted with a, um, a winter salad, which didn't go too well, and then actually came together right at the end, but had the, the, me at one point going, this is not worth fucking two hours of my <laughs> life. But actually, the butternut squash and butter sprouts came together. Yeah, but oh, that's good. good. It's very good. Daniel, what culture have you experienced this week then? Oh, let me get my list out. Let me get my list out. So I'm changing it up. Like, we will have a regular thing of topics we're going to discuss. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. The phone took up a lot of my time this week, more than it should have. And so I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, my podcast for the week was The Monocle, The Urbanist. Uh, they were talking about parks. It was germane because... I'm having to write a piece of um, guidance for how to manage parks in D.C. for the next 25 years this week, which I enjoy doing, but it's like, I need inspiration now, stat! So there was that. Uh, For my soundtrack of the week, it was the first song of Little Night Music three times. I tried listening to the rest of the soundtrack three different occasions, and someone called me every single time, and I got, you know, wayside. I'm sorry, I know you hate me. What production... Uh, the most recent production, sadly. Oh, see, I never saw that. I saw the I saw the version of Hannah Waddingham at the Many a Chocolate Factory, which was that they should have taken her over. They would now take her over. Right. That's one of Angie Angie Lands, isn't it? Yes, it is the one of Angie Lands, and unfortunately, I couldn't find the one of Hannah Waddingham. So you know, I'm they very... didn't do. They didn't. Yeah. Read, that was only off off West End. Yes, I know, I know. Um, but I was also feeling a little bit homesick this week, so my blog for reading was The Bitter Southerner. Listeners, if you want to have a nice little taste of the liberal South, I recommend The Bitter Southerner, because all means y'all. So I highly recommend them. My song for the week, I will admit, I listened to this far more than I should, and I loved every minute of it, and it will make sense, listeners, in a bit. Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA. Listen to it on repeat, and then actually read the words, and was like, oh, this makes sense. So we might get into that in a little bit. And then my food for the week was the lovely Pharaoh salad by Nigella Lawson. Lots of parsley, lots of farro, lots of Italian dressing and lemons. I love me some Nigella Lawson. So farro is a Mediterranean grain, essentially. It's bigger than a tabbouleh or couscous situation. But it's very good, light, fluffy, and it's one of those superfoods. So I felt really good and was very vegan with it. So there we go. (laughs) Aren't you just obnoxious? I know. Oh, how about you, dear? What well, was your culture? My culture, oh, well, well, I gave up on my book, and I never give up on a book, but I do a book a month, and I have to finish a book a month. And We both do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but um, busiest month, shortest month, biggest book, not going to be a good mix. No. So I bought this great book called uh, Gay Bars, about gay bars. Um, uh-huh. I went out Sunday. I had a very cultured Sunday, actually. Mm-hmm. I did go out. I started with a brunch for volunteers of the 
organisation I volunteer for. Yeah. And went out and bought a nice book. Last week as well, we, we had sport. Uh, the Six Nations rugby started. England mm. versus Scotland. England's result was not brilliant, but the fires were amazing. Ah, oh, they do deliver. They do deliver. I, I used to play rugby a couple of years ago. Um, really enjoyed it. Not sexy when you're spending all those men's pits. I know a lot of people are into that. I certainly ain't. Um, but no, <laughs> we are a deodorant yeah, podcast. podcast. <laughs> but no, the, the rugby was really good. Um, the hubs got a uh, Scottish family, so mm. we we split we split it. Um, sat there with a um, a little bit of uh, of a Bailey's coffee and had a nice Saturday morning for that. Oh, very nice. I know. Um, food this week was a um, so do a super week. I have realised that you could make a super week, and it's cheaper than buying it. Uh, did a Tuscan white bean. Yes, you were yeah. telling me about yes. it. Took out the pancetta and put in fennel. I know it's a bit, sounds a bit plain, but actually I did it today. I love fennel, so yeah. you've got me on this one. Yeah, part of my, my vegan ambitions are, are vegetarian at least. Now getting on though to the good stuff, my movie of the week. Yes, I am dying to hear about this and didn't ask you a single question about it this week. I went to Cheap Tuesdays. I love my Cheap Tuesdays and the Hubs is really nice and lets me go on my own occasionally because I do like to sit in the cinema on my own for some strange reason. Because um, you're sad. Because I'm sad. <laughs> no, I do like it. I also don't have to worry about people enjoying it. Um, <laughs> I went to see Knock at the Cabin. Yes, do tell me about that because that is definitely gay culture. It is definitely gay culture this week. Um, it's a very, very good film. Um, it is about uh, basically a couple uh, with their daughter who go to a cabin where they are approached by four strangers who insist that if they don't pick one of them to kill, they will cause the end of the world. Wait, they have to kill one of the strangers? They have to kill one of their family, including they could pick oh. the, the, they have to pick between them and then they have to kill. They cannot kill themselves. They have to kill, actively kill one of them. Oh, okay. Did not see that twist coming. Yes, and um, that's that's the premise. Um, I won't go into details, but uh, it's a gay couple. It's, it's a gay couple. It's Jonathan Groff and the lovely Ben Aldridge, who oh. I adore. If you have not seen uh, Spoiler Alert, I suggest Spoiler Alert. I think he's in Pennyworth playing at the moment as well, which is playing Batman's dads. Um, but he was also in something else that I've seen recently. Yeah, he's like, really up and coming. He's got like he's got the Henry Cavill look about him. I'm very excited. He was in a BBC miniseries that I loved. Yeah, he's going to be big. He's yeah. getting there. What's interesting, I, and I, I just want to, I don't want to go into it too much, is that you know it's a gay couple at the centre of it. Um, it's not a gay film. Hmm. It is not an LGBT film in the sense of I would not say it, 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 it is it is rotating around it or it um, it revolves around a gay couple. Yeah. But their experiences as a gay couple affect the way they have approached this situation. Uh... I'm not going to give stuff away, but it's very interesting to see how they the the threat of physical violence comes. Um, highly recommend watching it. Um, I love M. Night Shyamalan. I refuse to watch old because I don't like body horror like that. <laughs> I, I, it, it really, I, it actually upsets me, but I, I did like this film. Um, and a little girl in it who's absolutely amazing as an actress and I hope she goes on to really good things. Finally, and I've been talking about this a while, mm -hmm. is Fiesta This Week. Yes, Yes. So for those not in DC, we have the Kennedy Center. If you don't know what the Kennedy's is, our local big theater yes big theater but they do occasionally like homegrown productions yes i would say local productions but local on a bigger scale on a bigger scale yes um we saw next to normal a couple of years back which mm -hmm. was excellent eight eight day run this time 
Catcher, Catcher Pearls? Catcher Pearls. Catcher Pearls. Your Pearls. What was it? Sunset Boulevard with a one Miss Stephanie J Block. Ah, oh, yes. yes. So, um, yes. it. I mean, I, I've, I've heard her stuff. She's not really blown up in England. I, I think, unfortunately, she's a talent, but I do feel that there's a reason she's not made it in England as much as there's a reason a lot of amazing English performers have not made it in America. Mm-hmm. It's a very niche market circle. Yes. It just is what it sadly is. Yeah. But I love Sunset Boulevard. I love the film. I love the musical. I'm a huge Lloyd Webber fan. I like Cats. I like Cats the movie even, which is weird. I know. I prefer Phantom, but Phantom. there we go. <laughs> but... um. This was amazing. It really quite frank. I, I I could go on about it for the whole episode. I won't. If, it is a camp show. The music the music's beautiful. Actually, I'm a huge fan of fifties Hollywood. So it's got this beautiful invoking stuff. She knew what she was doing. Utter pro from the start. The director knew what he was doing or they were doing. I don't know. Really, male or female director. But um, she appears at the top. So the stairs have two flights to them. Mm-hmm. She appeared at the top. Huge, huge, amazing round of applause. The, the hubby was like. Who's that? I said, that's her. Because I think <laughs> that's he was, Norma. Like, that's Norma. Because he was like, why don't? Because he was like, kind of starting. I feel starting to lose it. Because it, 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 it's like a bit of a clunky show in places. Right, and it's a little bit slow bit to get into that. Yeah, yeah. and they directed it so her first line wasn't till she got to the middle of the stairs. So Ooh. they let us all decant our cheers and applause. Breathe. Used a lot of projection. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was done in the band in the middle in like an old 50s club yeah they projected a lot of old stock footage of uh 50s uh hollywood in the background utterly beautiful um i cry at a lot of the songs because a lot of them are from my childhood where they were being played a lot in the west end mm-hmm. love it all of it um i never give standing ovations uh during a show right but she hits that uh, we waited for the end of us i never said goodbye Everyone got up um, and just was, and she stood there for at least five minutes taking the applause. Final line comes on, of course. It, the, the, the finale, it just was such a good production. Right. It's ended now. I think it's a pity it's ended now. I think there's potential for it. Of course, you couldn't be even more DC that we knew someone was actually in the orchestra and then we turned and the husband was sitting next to us. So we had a good <laughs> chat to them. But no, that was my theatre. One Miss Norma Desmond's, one Miss Stephanie J. Block. Every note here, note perfect on everything, including the, the film. And I mean, to me, I think that's the start to the perfect year, since you said this is gay New Year now it in is February. Gonna be our perfect year. You know, I love that song. Before we move on to the body of the show, if everyone's still with us, yes, I think we have to ask the question: What's in Ina's garden? Jeffrey's, I hope. Jeffrey's <laughs> garden, I hope. So, as always, this is a section that we basically um, describe what is nourishing us through this podcast. Yes, and I'll say that what has nourished us, as we've finished it already, is a nice, lovely bottle of Cote de Rhone. Don't worry, Max, we've got another bottle. I've got enough bottle as well. Yeah, a lovely Cote de Rhone. Um, it's a very minerally white wine. Pair it with some sea bass. It'll be fantastic. So, Daniel will always bring the wine, because he knows it more than me, and unlike me, does not judge by how colourful the label is. No, and old habits die hard, if you knew me from my first podcast. (laughs) 
So my role in this podcast is to bring the snack, which we will not be oddly eating because no one wants to hear anyone eat on a podcast. No, this is not a food ASMR podcast. No, no the no. intention will be to sometimes make a delicious snack, but unfortunately as we set up this podcast, I've not had the time. <laughs> and here's the thing, I don't judge you. So I have got some ideas, but for this week, I'm going to go into the Whole Foods bag. Oh, Whole Foods. And we have got some lime tortilla chips. Oh, made from rice oh. and on that note it will be paired with a delicious vegan queso <laughs> oh no oh no you don't you better open that right now yeah you better open that queso you can open the lime chips and we're gonna have a dip and a taste i'm so, dipping, dipping oh something smells very much like lime it's it's, it's like oh no it's a oh. thick queso isn't it i think you've got to melt the queso dear yeah you've got to melt that queso let me put it this way listeners as this is a pot, you know, audio medium, uh, this is like a, a Velveeta queso, but vegan. Um, tastes good, but it needs to be heated up, I believe, or melted a little bit. It just tastes like queso, though. It, it totally tastes like queso. I would actually say this is queso. It's more queso than another queso that you and I have bought. Yes, we had that weird one. That's enough talking about ourselves, what's going on in, in the gayborhoods. We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little camp. Daniel and I each pick a story this week that has appealed, is appealing. Or appalling, who's to say? Another A word in there. Or it's gay news, so probably both, that we think yeah. in some ways has affected our community, the alphabet mafia. Or has, you know, added to culture in general. Do you want to go first or shall I? I think you should go first. I should go first. I have comments on this you one. You have comments. Okay. So, my story today, the one that appealed, and I did actually have to do a Google. I did actually go in and Google gay stories this week. <laughs> I feel really proud of myself at the moment. <laughs> and after scrolling through three pages of George Santos. Oh, God. Which I will not be dealing with at the moment. I'm... Quite frankly, sorry that I will not be dealing with George Santos until um, the lady that did Inventing Anna comes in to investigate him. Oh, I'm here for that. Just shoot hustlers as well. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, I did know that, that lady yeah. wrote both. Yeah, so I want her to do her trilogy will be George Santos, but we're not going to deal with George Santos at the moment. But that will be gay. We will be sure. we will be dealing with him as a story, and I think probably a whole episode once they've sorted out what they're sorting out. That's it. Not saying any more. Lips sealed, and the lips mm. on my map face as well. Yeah. So, um, basically, the story is that a gay cruise line mm-hmm. has a new policy for guests, which is basically they are going to ban sexually explicit content. They've noticed that's going up on social media. Um, so this is according to BuzzFeed News that Atlantis events um, on board their Royal Caribbean 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 Pirates of the Caribbean yes. ship Harmony of the Seas, which um, is I think actually sailing right now. Yeah. Oh, it's current. This cruise is currently going on. Yes, I know. I got some people doing that. I, I know people are um, too. Having you policy against explicit material, apparently they noticed like going up on socials, they will take it down. Yes. Um, so if you can see me now, if you can see me now, you better believe they're going to take it down. And they will, Kathy Lee, don't worry. Kathy Lee's there snooping around <laughs> going, I recognise that flower arrangement. <laughs> okay, so I'll do my initial thoughts quickly. Yes. Initially, I was kind of laughing at it. <sighs> right, I don't like influencers. I'm sorry. They basically gatekeep a lot. I think that, that right. I have opinions, and I think across the 
the course of this podcast, I'm going to say a lot about them. Oh, I, no, you and opinions. You mean opinions. Um, they're like arseholes. I have five. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I have a thing against influencers. I do think, and I, I know, like, the porn and the OnlyFans are different from the influencers. And I know right. you could say that me and you know, Daniel um, have our own podcast. Podcasts are um, influencers for ugly people, quite frankly. <laughs> we have faces for radio. We have faces for radio. Um, for the kids out there. That is something that appears in your parents' car occasionally <laughs> and isn't an 8-track. Um, no, I'm a lot of it is, I, I said I don't like people that post a lot online. I, I get very, yeah. it, just, it winds me up a little bit. And I think that they gatekeep accessibility. Mm. When you see people posting, oh my God, look at my life. And someone's going, oh, I wish I'm living through you. I'm like, you can afford that. Don't yeah. let them think that. So that was my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do get it as well. You know, people should have control of their brand and influencers who I think for the most part are very brand heavy themselves should mm-hmm. respect that brand, 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 brand. It happens. But, you know, I don't know what they put out online about um, these cruises, but mm. me and you all know what goes on okay, on so, these cruises. So I'm going to be very honest. It was, you know, the year after COVID ended and this cruise came back up. And I think we all saw, like, we all had a, you and I both had a friend that was there. on. We had a mutual. We had a mutual friend that was on said cruise. And it was one of these that, you know, the photos and the videos that he was sharing was of people having sex on the middle of the deck, you know, during the middle of a rave. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. I think everyone involved is aware of what goes on on it. And no, they do not explicitly or in any way promote that behavior of all the shit. They they make a lot of money off people knowing that they can do it. This is what I'm going to say, is if you're a cruise line and you intentionally have a leather night party or a white party on your deck, you have got to know what is going on. You're not oblivious to gay sex culture at that point. I could not do a white party. I stain easily. You do, which is remarkable. I'd be carving chocolate. And have you ever seen me eat chocolate? Actually, no. Exactly, but I'd have it somewhere. You would. You're so pasty. So I do. <laughs> I do feel that this is a little. I mean, I. You know, I, I. I. actually. I think it's a very common policy. I don't think it's an uncommon policy. Right. But apparently, they they have said they want it taken down, or people have to get off. This is what I've read. This may not. You know, if they mm-hmm. want to come back and give us a statement, they can come back and give us a statement. Sure. I do feel this is you know an anti-sex work vibe. I think this is a cake and eat it vibe. Right. Um, at the same time is, you know, you know, personally, I'm going on a cruise, if I do go on one, to not work. So, you know, the idea of someone taking their work with them, honey, that's sad. Do we need to talk about the nine to five culture here? Well, or can we talk about the uh, two uh, individuals from DC who got arrested because they used their government laptops last year and then had the cocaine with them? <laughs> The shenanigans of it all. They were caught because they use their government laptops and and, and emails and stuff. Which, as a government it. employee, I'm like, you're you're an idiot. Like, you're both idiots at this point. Like, you deserved what you got to a point. Like, honeys, your brain's broken. These cruises are a hot mess anyway. I, I you know what? I'm tempt. I'm I am getting tempted to go go on one. I feel as someone that's approaching the four O. You know, there's mm-hmm. things that like I think that you know you want to say you're gonna do. Um, uh, before you get to that point that you can't do it anymore. Right. But no, I think this is a little bit of um, the fact they're pushing this now is a little bit cake and eat it. That's just my opinion. So I, I've got an opinion on this because I'm literally taking a cruise on Royal Caribbean in less than three months now. 
And on the last cruise I was on... Which Expect is, a great episode that week. He'll be gone. Right. And but here's the thing. The last cruise I went on was also Royal Caribbean. It was a normal cruise. There was lots of shenanigans that were happening on just a normal cruise. On the poop deck? No. And other places. But it was just like, there was enough going on that I'm like, Royal Caribbean, really? You're shocked that this is happening? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Like, this happens on a good day. And you have a cruise that's dedicated to this. Of course it's going to happen. Like, let's be honest. It scares me. The size of it scares me. Well, that's why you do a smaller boat, which is what I'm doing. I'm doing a little rubber ring going around a swimming pool. For my story this week, it's something that you and I discussed a lot last week by ourselves offline. And it's the Grammys. I'm just going to say there were a lot of highs. There were a lot of lows that happened. We're not going to get into the Harry Styles of it all or the Taylor Swift of it all. Or the Ben Affleck and J-Lo of it all. Although, did someone, did lip, did someone do a lip read of their voice? Yes. Yes, they did. Yes. And I'm just going to say this. We also had a conversation that there were 95 different categories, and we were not inspired to listen to all 95 categories. And then the awards happened, and they just took up so much of culture. And are we inspired now? Just a little bit. I can't work the categories out. Though not not in the genre type, but there's record of the year, album of the year, single of the year. Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. And I was like, well, Lizzo won that, but Harry Styles won that. And did, what did Lizzo win for? I don't remember. But I don't like that song of hers. It's a bit album. <laughs> well, but you know, if but she then won album, she won. No, did she win record? Harry Styles won album, and then and then Adele won single. I don't remember, maybe. And then Madonna won New Cheeks. I mean, or Sleep Demon of the Year, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I like Madonna. Um, I We're not going to go after her looks. So, what's your big story? What's your vibes? So, my big story is more of some of the highlights that may not be getting the attention that they make need to get. Make me feel high. Yes. I'm going to try and make you feel high. So, for me, one of the highlights of the night was Viola Davis. She is now an EGOT winner. True. I mean, so listeners, this is an accomplishment. She is one of now 18 artists ever who has become an EGOT winner, which stands for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. She won the Emmy for How to Get Away with Murder. Mm -hmm. She won the Oscar for Fences. She won the Tony for King Headley and also for Fences. So she's one of those winners who's won twice. Fences, yeah. Fences was good. I liked Fences a lot. But she won it for her... Spoken Word Album of the Year, which was her audiobook, Finding Me, which is her memoir. And she said the most wonderful thing, that she dedicated it to her six-year-old self as an inspiration for what she could be, that she didn't know she was. And I was like, oh, honey, I love it so much. Like it. Love it so much. So another high point of the night for me was also Dr. Jill Biden. I mean, listeners, you will learn that the First Ladies and I are intimately acquainted quite closely. Uh, she looked stunning, but she presented for a category that it's very interesting. It was a song for social change. I do get why they would put in for that one. Right, I do get why, but it's also one of these that this is a very niche category, and I'm like, but what if there's not a song for social change one year? Okay, so my, my two for social change would be, like, there's that song, is it Milk, the artist? She made that music up for a song for... Um, the Women's March about yeah. yeah, so that was a very powerful song that mm-hmm. inspired um, social change. Right at the same time as Little Nas X, 
all his music inspires social change because right. quite frankly that so it's like what do you consider you know do you it's an interesting one and I feel yeah. that the, I feel that um, the Grammys especially has a lot of perspective a lot of angles to it right but it was also a category that it was like was not expecting this like what do we mean by this yeah. you know um, but anyways the um, artist that she presented to was um, I'm going to get the last name right Hajipur for the song uh, by Raye and it was associated with the current um, torment or conflict in Iran with women's rights nice. I will say I listened to the song it was very mournful in places and it's very longing I get why it won but it was again a very interesting category understand why she was presenting but it was also you know this is social change like how do we define social change yeah you know i'm like what is that my, my kind of vibe a lot of it is with the grammys that it's this is our little bit that we've been given and i, I yeah. and i and i completely get like the definition there mm-hmm. but it's nicer adding in something like that yes no i agree and then my final piece uh, final highlight of the night was sam smith and kim petrus for unholy you know it was a bit of a uh, listen to my words listeners whenever i say this it was a bit of a night because Kim Petras won as the first out trans performer um, for Unholy. Um, I will uh, say that we are remiss in not thinking about Wendy Carlos, who won in 1970, three-time Grammy winner for Switched on Bach. I had to look this up. Uh, which was essentially synthesized music, uh, classical music. Had a great career with Tron and also with um, The Shining... And I'm forgetting what ACO means as I'm looking at it. But anyways, whatever ACO means. Were they tra- were they out trans at the time? No, they were not out trans yeah. at the time. That was the entire point. Like, yes, Kim Petras is out trans, but Wendy Carlos became out, I think, eight years after they won. Is it bad that I forget Kim Petras is trans? I just always no. think Kim Petras is Kim Petras. No, I, you know, I just think that, you know, her coconuts right now right now you know that that's what i always think about yeah it's part of our identity but like it's just i don't know i mean it's it's nice to they're see just that. flawless so you know that's they own it i mean when you tell me that you wanted to do this story and the thing that that, that for me has always been is that we're so quick to celebrate um the immediacy of stuff but no i think you know like there's a lot of history right. um um, but no, Kim Kim Petras, um, and I I'm not allowed to say what her tweet was. No, no, but none of us are. No one is, but um, it, it is hilarious, and it shows that there's someone who is just kind of clearly just living their best life. So that may have been the news, but what is making an impact in the culture? We check the feeds, test the mood, and answer the question: What is gay culture? What is gay culture, Daniel? Explain, 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 explain. Tell us what is gay culture. Tell me what is gay culture. Oh my god, rapid fire. Okay, so this is a little bit of old news, sorry. But I think it's current news and it's a current culture question. Is this the future of concerts, essentially? Maybe, possibly, who's to say? Or is this the future of ABBA? I don't know. Daniel. Yes. What's ABBA? ABBA is this... What's ABBA? What's ABBA? What's ABBA? ABBA is this wonderful group from Sweden that won Eurovision, was introduced to us with Waterloo in 1972, I believe, with Agatha, Ani, Bjorn, and Benny. Yes. Agnifa. Oh, I forget the end. Anyways, 
it should be Agatha anyways. Agnetha, Agatha, anyways. A blonde, a redhead, and two brunettes. And they were two, they were two couples. Well, they didn't start off as couples, but they ended as couples. They did not end as couples. They, they ended as couples, and then they didn't end as couples, and then the band ended, essentially. And this happened around 1981. There was a full circle moment. Well, yes. What what was their last performance? Live? Voulez-vous? No, it was Under Attack on a British TV morning program, morning TV program. Oh. Well, that was enough to kill it right there. Yes. So, um, anyways, what happened is last year, I believe, ABBA reunited for a brand new album called Voyages. So, oh, just quick, I'm, I'm jumping. Uh, I should uh, yeah, not yeah. jumping ever, Daniel. Yeah. So Benny and Bjorn, the husbands, the men, stayed yes. very much together as a writing duo and wrote. They they had be they chess was that as a triumph of musical theatre. Right. So they did chess, Mamma Mia. Uh, they did something else that I'm blanking on at the moment. But the wives. Dis- they just disappeared. They just disappeared. Well, one of them married a prince of Germany, and so she could disappear. So you know, what else was she to do? Type situation. No. You know. So what happened is they announced a brand new album, Voyages, and everyone asked, "Oh, where did Abba go? Uh, are they back?" And the que- the answer is simply, Abba never left. If you've listened to, "Don't Shut Me Down." It's there. It's classic ABBA. You know, it is everything you want an ABBA single to be. It's shocking. To be honest, it's, it was... it was. I don't know if they've de-aged voices. I don't believe they have. But the tone was the same. Tone was the same. Beat was the same. The phrasing was the same. The music just... You know, it was there. It was like nostalgia hit you. Like, over the head. Like, ABBA was back. And, um, so what happened with Voyages is, um, ABBA got a plan. They, they had an idea. They said that, you know, you know, it's the era of COVID type situation. And, um, they built a theater in London, uh, at the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. So they built a special venue, so to speak, a theater accommodates 3000 individuals for a nightly performance with ABBA. Now, here's the thing. None of the members are actually there. They're all holograms. Holograms. So, how do the holograms work? And we're not talking Help Me Over on Kenobi, Doctor and Star Trek Voyager. No. There's no 3D glasses involved, are there? There are no 3D glasses involved. Like, it's very much the four of them are on stage. Um, it's being ta- uh, It's being touted as a blending of the physical and the digital because... The performers are digitally on stage, but they have live musicians that were semi-associated with them also on stage. Yeah. So how I heard... Uh-huh. Because it's all due to, like, the projections, isn't it? Yes. And I'm going to be very honest. I couldn't find where the projections were coming from. Like, it was one of these, had I had five more days, I could have told you everything. But, yeah. You know. I don't quite know. I, I and So for, for those... Listeners, I'm a, um, I do a lot of work in visual effects. I'm not yes. high level visual effects by any means, but I have a, a knowledge of visual effects. I don't quite know how they get the interaction in terms of the perspective. Yeah. Um, but I do know it does not involve 3D glasses. You're not looking, and you're not looking at 3D glasses or virtual reality goggles. You're not looking at augmented reality. Right. It's very clever technology. Yes. And apparently, the name... that was part of my thesis was augmented reality. Yes, because you do it for your architecture. Yes. 
Um, but I do know they did the performances themselves in motion capture suits multiple times, about a hundred times or something. Multiple times, but then it was also one of these that ABBA is now older. It has been almost 40 years since their last performance together. And they look like they did in the 70s, like fresh off of yeah. Eurovision. So it was one of these, they have been de-aged, but it was also, you know, images from like that time era that's been used to pro- you know, project yeah. whatever type situation. And so, you know, questions start arising for me at least of, you know, is this the future of concerts in the age of COVID? You know, what are the implications for this? Because we now have, you know, s- performers who are live, so, you know, so to speak, they are very much alive and well, but this has been done in the past for like deceased performers like Tupac and for Mary Callas and for Amy Winehouse, and now we have, like, literally live individuals that could perform, but they're not performing. But there's also another little wrinkle I'm going to throw in before you, you know, we talk about it, is that I had maybe places in black back in my mind, but um, ABBA sort of had a uh, falling out situation on the scale of Fleetwood Mac and the Rumors album that I had forgotten completely. And that's the reason why they hadn't toured in 80 years. They wanted, for lack of a better word, you know, the money came in and they're going to make their money back, I think, the next year, is what they said in the article I read. But, yeah. how? What are your thoughts about this as a future of concerts, Max? Um, not... It's interesting. Like, I I think that when you go to a concert, you, you do get surrounded by the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, yes, you're going to go and you're going to be around people. Mm-hmm. But... Um, considering the fact that I've heard many people criticise uh, clapping during a movie, mm, yeah. is this not the same as cheering on a movie sort of thing? So I guess the live element of the band appeals to me. Uh-huh. Um, if this is how they want to do it, I think it's going to go this route eventually. Mm-hmm. I also feel that at what point is it literally phoning it in? Um, right. It's just, I mean, it's just not there. I, I mean, so my my last, um, we saw, we've seen a few concerts, but one of my, uh, one of ones we saw recently was Tegan and Sarah, and I think, you know, Tegan and Sarah was kind of, they, they're identical twins. Yeah. Um, was ill, and they basically managed to cop together a, um, an hour and a half gig using pre-recorded stuff, and they, yeah. and it was really well done. It was very professional, very in the moment, and it worked, and it was, but it was still them on stage carving it together saying look we've got her backing track we've got me right. singing this is what we're going to do and, but he, but they did say at the start here's your you can get your money back if you're not happy right and actually you know we came out of the gig going that was an amazing gig because they were really just working to try and impress people mm-hmm. but i do think though that okay so I did my visual effects. I did a. I did a, a degree almost in visual effects, and one mm-hmm. of the things they say is it's really hard to recreate the re- reality. So right. you know they still now will use like physical stuff and scan it into computers, mm-hmm. in, into the, into into the computers, to make it look real. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're doing a lot of visual effects. Yeah. To create reality, so why don't we just not have reality in the first place? Right. I, I totally agree. Um, you know, I also think that the fact that this came up several times in the article I was reading is that this venue accommodates 3,000 people. They did stadium shows, which was like 
30,000 people. So, like, it's going to be a different experience for Abbott than what they, you're used to. Yeah. You know, which I almost feel, in the case of Abbott, you know, I think it would be the same as the case of, like, Taylor Swift. It might cheapen the situation a little bit. Like, I think so. You know, type situation. Like, it's not that stadium tour of Abbott type. You know, I, I, I'm not here for that. Um, but at the same time, the performers are still alive. They just don't want to be on stage, stage. together. And I'm like... Well, couldn't you get over it for a residency? I mean, if you don't want to be on stage, then you don't get to be on stage. Right. Then, then don't come back together, you know. I, I think it'll be a, a very curious experience. Mm-hmm. But, and I would go and see it, but I'm not going to pay prices Good, because I've been thinking about getting that for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to pay those prices to go and see it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I can see it happening more. I don't know that I'm okay with it, because the artist in question is not going to be there. Because yeah. they were also talking about, you know, Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones are looking into this. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, this. at point, though, Paul McCartney you know, is, is also getting... Well, they're all up there. Like they're all up there in an age, and I think yeah. it gets to a point where can they create a live experience? Mm. But you have to look as it, uh, it as an augmented reality experience, yeah. not as a live. Have you seen yeah. live? No, I've been to the concert experience, and that's the thing. Right, but it's not being touted as that, so I'm just like, uh... I'm not paying Taylor Swift prices for that. No, absolutely not. So yeah, that's been my culture no. for the week. That was a very, I think, culture is looking at the augmented life. Which brings us on to computer games. Now, <laughs> this is Daniel and I's first real attempt. You know, we we done it. You know, we we trying our podcast out, and I really hope that the gay culture that we had this week wouldn't be too deep, dark, and mysterious, or deadly. But Espeliamos. Espeliamos. <laughs> I like to call this chapter Harry Potter and the Conflicted Youth. Oh, no. so me, me. yeah. So is it? Co- it's called Harry Potter Legacy. Yes, I believe so. Which and no, 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 it's called Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. Sorry. So there's a new Harry Potter game out. Um, as we all know, Harry Potter is you know one of the biggest IPs going. You know, everyone's I think either seen, read a Harry Potter book or all of the above. Love, you know, it is huge. It's 25 years old now. Oh god, I yeah, feel so it is, old. It is. It's uh, you know, it's it was a huge book. Um, unfortunately, J.K. Rowling, who I'm a huge fan of her writing. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say this. I, she has a writing style that you cannot disconnect. I've read um, Casual Vacancy. I've read the first Robert Jabolf book. They're really beautifully written books. I've read four of those yeah. of the mystery series, in addition to the Harry Potter Harry Potter series. So yeah, there's a huge issue. The trouble yeah. is that she has got serious issues against trans women. Yep. Um. And we're not okay with that. Not okay with that. So this week, a um, computer game was released. I'm going to say this out right now. I'm not a computer game fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Try playing them as a kid. Was not the best fan of them. There's a reason why we're readers. Readers, yeah, readers. <laughs> and I, and I, get, I, I do think now that the games and the immersive experience that the games provide is... I've recognised it for... It, it is actually... A, a unique experience now mm-hmm. it just i don't know why i just i think i missed the boat on that i'm sort of okay with missing the boat i'm not gonna lie but yeah anyways so this is not going to be a discussion about whether or not jk rowling is wrong or right because at the end Fair. of the day she's 
wrong. She has horrendous attitudes towards yes. trans women. We're done. This is a discussion about the conflicts we are as a lot of me and Daniel, both in our mid thirties, as millennials, f- yeah, millennials are going to face with our childhoods meeting our reality. Um, and this is it. Mm-hmm. So this week, I, you know, a lot of people are talking about this game. A lot of people have been impressed. A lot of people have been waiting for it. Others have been waiting for it for different reasons. And the issue being that they are going after people they see on social media that are playing a the game. They essentially are saying you're against trans people by playing this game. You're supporting J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. who, as far as I'm aware, has had no um, actual creative um involvement within this game but of course her um, coffers aligned right I mean she created the characters originally so like she's associate she is associated she owns with that. the wizarding world which uh, yeah. is the the greater brand name for it yeah. um, so yeah this, this this came out um, I've seen some people they're, they're basically if they see someone that's actually like supporting the game online they are going to um, be spoiling the end of the game um it's it's an interesting it's an interesting discussion. I don't really think that you know that there's no conclusion to it. At the end of the day, well, at the end of the day, the conclusion is that this is just a computer game. It's an entertainment piece. We aren't reliant on this game for um, actual um, survival. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was going to say enjoyment. enjoyment. Yeah. We aren't. In, we don't need it. No one needs it to survive. You know, you can easily choose to boycott said game right. and say, okay, we're not going to do it. So I don't want to turn it into an atti- an argument that well you're so privileged if you can boycott stuff because anyone can boycott this game if they so wanted. Right. Um, it's just very. It's just such a. It's such a hard. I think the culture that I want to discuss is the conflicts that we're always under as LGBT people, because we're always going to be working or feeding off something that has negative connotations to our lifestyle. Because it's never pure and simple. It never is pure and simple. Unless it's Ladybird, and we'll talk about it later, listeners. Not in this podcast, but Ladybird is good. But yeah, it's... Yeah, there's... What'd you say? <sighs> I, I've, got, I've got a trans friend who is doing a lot of reading, and I noticed he read um, Harry Potter this mm-hmm. year. Um, and a lot of people have said... And this is actually my terminology for this actually gets fucked up because it's called Hogwarts Legacy. But actually, I want to say that it's it, I, a lot of people are saying are finding a level of comfort in saying Legacy Harry Potter stuff is okay. You know, it is okay to watch the films and read the books, but stuff post trans turf attitude. Yeah, yeah. Because I have good, I have lovely memories of Harry Potter. I remember my high school um, librarian that she. I went to get it out and she like was so happy that someone else was reading it. I think I, Azkaban had just come out, mm-hmm. you know, not that I'm that old. I remember giving <laughs> it to my mum and saying, you need to read this. And then it went down the family in order of who could read fastest, you know. <laughs> but it was just, but when do you get that communal experience around books? You never do anymore. And it's hard and people are struggling to discon. We can do it eventually. Right. I mean, the only instance I can think of it is like my dad and my aunt being like, you know, two separate books. Oh, you need to read this. I read it when I was thirteen. You're thirteen now. You read it as well. Yeah. Like situation, but not in the same time frame. No, no, no. no. So that is that is my thing. I so said I don't. I, I I find it. I do find it hard, and I don't know how we move forward because essentially, yes, we can go after people supporting the game. We can we can go after anyone supporting Harry Potter, but likewise. 
if you're going to do that, you have to research every potential factor in this. Otherwise, that becomes bullying. Yes, and it's just. Uh... And 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 this is the and and this is my issue. And it's HBO have OM because it's owned by Warner. So then, if we, you know, if we feed into HBO, can someone, you know, slam people for watching, um, for playing, um. Hogwarts Legacy, but then watching The Last of Us is that the is is it all feeding into the same or yeah. the White Lotus or you know yeah it's, how do we differentiate I don't know it's a complicated question that I hope we answer during the course of this podcast and I, and I, and I also and this is just this is just the sort of conversations that we want want to bring up and yeah we're going to be too lazy to kind of answer them but, but what do you think what do you think and I got and a, we're I, also going to think I've got a question for you and this is a real life situation okay are you ready for this scenario probably not but I'm clutching my pearls anyways last night the hubby and I were watching a bit of um, RuPaul uh-huh. watching last week's episode we both fallen asleep a little bit you know how it is yeah, yeah. the season's very short but not very engaging yeah <laughs> um, advert comes on guess uh-huh. what the advert was for oh I I've seen an article about adverts, but I don't know if it's the same ones. Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, oh, oh. So, is Hogwarts Legacy funding RuPaul, or is RuPaul funding Hogwarts Legacy? <sighs> well, as the ambulance screams in our ears, um, is it a both-and situation? Yeah. I don't know. Like, oh. So does that then officially eliminate RuPaul? Oh. I don't know. And, uh, and that's a hard one, because RuPaul's also got anti-trans situations going on. At the same time, what's her face, though, in this season... Um, Colby, Colby, oh my God, big sister vibes. I yeah, yeah. love everything she's doing. Yeah, um, but no, we have it, and, and it's a big conversation. It's a big conversation to have. I shouldn't. I I feel that the first episode is the best place to start this conversation. Right, because but, it's going to start the journey that we're all going to go on. But culture is basically rectifying our childhoods with our presence. Yeah, it's not easy, listeners. It's not it's pretty, not, but it's necessary. It's necessary. It's like Daniel's dating life. It's not pretty, but it's necessary. It's also like my work life, so there we go. <laughs> it's like everything. Tagline for our podcast, it's not pretty, but it's, it's necessary. necessary. Oh, it's like penicillin. <sighs> and with that, I think we can start wrapping up this podcast. I, I think we can. Now it's time for Old and Tired, where we attempt to make sense of the stories that have baffled us. But instead of Googling ourselves, we have the other one do it, because that's what friends are for. So Max, I have a question for you. So can you please tell me about the Lizzo and the Adele of it all? The Lizzo and Adele of it all. Yeah. Someone just said, let's cancel the Grammys and just mic them two up and hear the conversations. Oh my gosh. But they just seem to be loving, having a bit of a giggle. Um, I think Adele's hard not to get on with, and I think Lizzo's hard not to get on with. Mm-hmm. And it just warms my little British heart that these two women are just sitting there having a little giggle. Could you imagine the four of us at a table? I'd like I don't to. think the two of us are getting a word in edgeways, to be honest. That's saying something. <laughs> it is. And kind of like feeding on from being old and tired we also have a a huge issue me and daniel sometimes with with words and we like to take <laughs> this section to um basically present any new words we've learned this week like a five-year-old saying mommy mother what does <laughs> mean <laughs> but instead we just ask words that we just don't quite get 
Max, what is penis? So, so the question is, we ask words for the week, and we'll also ask, do we think it has staying power, or will it disappear? Does it make sense, or will it make our ears bleed? So you have a new word for me. Well, I have a uh, coterie of words for you this week. Oh, God, sounds sexy. Oh, it's not that sexy. So the coterie of words this week are hashtag dinkwad, hashtag dink, hashtag sink. Okay, Dinkwad sounds like something I would think was a cool name to call a geek when I was at high school. Probably. What does Dinkwad mean? So Dinkwad means double income, no kids, with a dog. That's you and your hubs. It is me and the hubs, and the dog has been here. She actually earns money, but she doesn't like to share with us. Yeah, she's very stingy. So is Dinklin double income, no kids? Yes, absolutely. And Sink? Sink is single, no kids. Me. Single income, no kids. Me. <laughs> As I fumbled that one. I don't like Dinkwad. I've said this to you. I don't like the word Dinkwad. I don't, I, you know, I'm like, we are elegant individuals. Oh, we would... It makes our ears bleed. Don't get me wrong. But here's the thing. This story, I told it to you three weeks ago, and people were still posting about this. Yeah. So, like, it's got staying power, unfortunately. So, I'm voting on ears bleed. Oh, it's an ears bleed all the it's way. It's an ears bleed all the it's way. It's an ears bleed all the way. I, I'm not here for it. Okay, and that brings us on then to our final and, oddly enough, favourite portion, Petticoat Lane. So, as we reach the end of our show, we come to our final thoughts, and we make sure that they're as petty as possible. This is Petticoat Lane, where we pick a topic that's been irritating us, and we let you know why. Should I do the finger and close the eyes? Or do you want to do the finger and close the eyes this time? I'm going to do the finger and close the eyes Okay, you're rolling, 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 and go. Okay, right there, that one. What does it say? What does it say? Okay. Daniel, you have selected... Oh, God. People using the term couple goals, even though they're old enough to know that the that Instagram isn't real. <laughs> well, isn't this ironic because I'm not couple goals by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like couple goals doesn't really actually capture the fact that we don't know what's going on behind that curated image that is on the Instagram. Are you happy? Are you sad? Who's to say? And this is why it annoys me. It's like, oh, they're too muscly. Oh my god, couple goals. Oh my god, they look perfect. How about if you didn't constantly see yourself as second best because you basically feed off social media, you'd learn that you're amazing and you can achieve an amazing relationship. That's couple goals. How about your couple goals should be you and a glass of wine and a little bit of white lotus on a Sunday night? Oh, almost us. There we go. That is couple goals. <laughs> so our thing is, yes, Petticoat Lane this week is basically love yourself. That's couple goals. Right. And cheers to that. Cheers. Apart from you, Daniel, I want you to hate yourself, keep going on with bad dates, and then bring us more information each Dear week. Lord, let there not be a story. <laughs> so, finally, as we end this, end this show... What do you think the culture will be next week? Oh, you know, I had a thought about last week what culture was going to be, but I really think this week it could be that, I don't know, more balloons are going to fly up above us and they're going to release, you know, Patty LuPone tickets. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, it's going to be Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Superb Owl, Super Bowl, Rihanna, every trailer, every advert, that's it. This will be gay culture and there'll be men in tight clothing. <laughs> From your lips to the listener's ears. From my lips to something else. <laughs> 
You've been listening to Bitches with Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.